Sweet, sweet music. Da, 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 da. I love music. Oh, shit. All right, I'm going into the car wash. Ah, fuck. Hold on. Let me turn this down. Happy Friday. Here on L Birthday Boy Podcast. The Cover Girls coming at you. Studio 54 Radio jamming all day Friday. It's the Cover Girls coming up next. All right. I got to stop for a sec. This song was in Studio 54. They... This song seems like, huh? When did when did Studio Fifty Four close? Cause this ah, we're going to the car wash. We're not going to get any more. That's that was the Cover Girls with "Show Me" here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Uh, when did Studio Fifty Four close? Hold on, shit, back, shit. Uh, yeah, great, great stuff, idiot. Uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I just had to check something. Uh, Studio 54, let me see, when did it close? Studio 54. Because I got that Studio 54 radio on Sirius XM. Uh, Wikipedia, Broadway, the former disco nightclub, yes, yes, Studio 54. Ah, late 70s and the 80s, right, CBS Studio 52 until, okay, when, when, why can't you just get, all right, all right, it was an opera house, it was this, it was that, Studio, Mark Fleischman, 1986, three more years under new management, Ritz Rock Club from 1989 to 1993, then the Cabaret Royale Bar from 1994 to 1996. The Roundabout Theater Company renovated the theater in 1998, relocating its production of the musical Cabaret to Studio 54 that November following a construction accident. Cabaret closed at the beginning of 2004. Since then, the theater has generally hosted two productions per season. A separate restaurant and nightclub, 54 Below, has operated in the theater's basement since 2012, while a cabaret named Upstairs at 54 is located on the second floor. Although the first iteration of the Studio 54 nightclub was short-lived, it inspired the creation of a record label, a radio station, and several similar nightclubs. The original club has been featured in several exhibitions, films, and music albums, and memorabilia for that club have been sold for thousands of dollars. Okay. So, I didn't really get much out of that that I didn't already know. 70s and 80s, and then various different kind of iterations of it in the 80s and early 90s and then then theater and restaurant shit now and whatever you know it's gonna be a fucking snickers store i'm sure before long or a fucking chilies (laughs) frankly i'm surprised it's not a chilies or some goddamn thing times square it's like yeah 
you got to take, you got to go there, you know, do the touristy thing, uh, with your kids and everything. I mean, cause you, you don't have to, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a neat, it's Times Square, right? But it also, it's Times, Times Square stinks. You look around, it's like, oh, <laughs> Olive Garden. I mean, they, they kind of make fun of that in the, in the office in season two where Michael Scott goes to the city and he's like, ah, I love this city. Uh, every time I'm in town, I, New York City is known for its pizza. I'm going to go get me a New York slice. And then he runs into Sbarro. <laughs> and he's he's standing there in the middle of Times Square, in the heart of Times Square. And he's he's looking around. He's like, you got Bubba Gump Shrimp, uh, TGI Fridays. <laughs> he's just listing all the fucking chain restaurants and all the crap that's there. He's like, it's, it's the center of the universe. And it really is. It's just like you go there and and of course the visual is what you go to see. At least that's all I care about. I love, I love fucking bright lights, man. And then the whole, you know, all that bullshit. And, uh, and I love Times Square for that reason. But then when you start to look around, it's just like, uh, M&M store, the Hershey bar store, it's not the Hershey bar store. It's just called the Hershey store. Uh, it's like TGI Fridays, Ruby Tuesday. Like, you can't find a Ruby Tuesday anywhere. They're all closed because nobody gives a shit about Ruby Tuesday. The only thing anybody cared about at Ruby Tuesday was the salad bar. I think. Wasn't it a salad bar? Well, anyway. Uh, uh, Times Square. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp, Ruby Tuesday, Olive Garden. Uh and I hate the fact that I've eaten at that Olive Garden twice. <laughs> it's like, oh, where where do you want to eat, guys? Let's go to the Olive Garden. I will say, the Olive Garden in Times Square is, I mean, if you ever wanted any additional proof, any further proof that Olive Garden is just, you know, it's, it's fast food, you can go to the Olive Garden in Times Square and you'll order your food whatever it is, you know, the whole family orders the fucking spaghetti and all that shit. And then, I don't know, 10, five, 10, 10 minutes, not even, I think I want to say five minutes later, your food is at the table. So that's, I guess, like the nice thing about it. And obviously I'm not the only asshole who's eating at the Olive Garden Times Square because it's, it's still there 30 years later. We went there when it was brand new in 1990 something, seven, uh, and then the wife and I went there, uh, when I proposed to her back in 2005, now, I will also say that we went and saw Avenue Q on Broadway, which was really good, really funny, by the way, nobody ever, like, that thing was, like, hugely popular, and then nothing, and then it just, it was over, like, do they still, is Avenue Q still a thing? You know, like, Rent is just going to be fucking around forever, and that show sucks. Hamilton is going to be around forever, and that show sucks, too. Um, sorry, I fucking hate Hamilton. I, I, I remember ten years ago, I remember sitting at my desk at my little cubicle in Charlotte, North Carolina, when that thing came out. And by the way, I'm a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, the stuff that he does in, like, those cartoons... And the other shit that he's done is really quite good, I think. 
I love you know those those songs and Moana, and then there's that movie on Netflix called Vivo, that I would never have heard of if it w- my nephews uh, were into it and we watched it and really enjoyed it. Very very good uh, little show that movie there cartoon. Uh, anyway, I, I, I think he's very he's incredibly talented, but I fucking hate Hamilton. And I'm not going to... Pre- that's why I love Succession. There's a line in Succession where Tom says uh, something about, uh, y- y- you know, with these people, you don't have to pretend to like Hamilton or something like that. And it's so... That just... I love that line. It's... That's why that show just fucking speaks to me on so many levels. That's my that's my kind of show. Because I just... I watch Hamilton uh, 10, 10, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, whenever thing came out, and I remember listening to it in my little cube in Charlotte, North Carolina, listening at, at work, listening to the fucking, uh, you know, not throwing away my, you know, all that fucking stupid song, and just like, I, I just remember thinking, I hate this, like, I absolutely, without question, I despise this music, I hate this song, um... And uh, I, I hate the tunes. I hate, uh, you know, I just, it's, it's dopey. And then I thought, well, maybe, I, you know, you don't get the full context when you're just listening to a musical. Although, when I was a kid, my dad listened to uh, Broadway stuff, all, you know, Les Mis and, uh, and what, Jesus Christ Superstar and Man of La Mancha and all that stuff. And I had a good idea, you know, I those were just good songs, not all of them, but, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, but Les Mis is probably my, it's my, probably my favorite musical, and, uh, I mean, Les Mis, West Side Story, Sweeney Todd, those are not necessarily in that order, those are my faves, um, I remember just listening to Hamilton and saying, like, all right, well, even though I've really enjoyed uh, a lot of the Broadway soundtracks that I've heard, you know, without having seen the the actual show or even knowing what it's about or anything, uh, uh, I, 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 I enjoyed those. So, but, but maybe Hamilton, you just need to, you need to see it to really fully understand why this is so fucking good. And then, uh, and then they brought it out on Disney Plus. Are you fucking serious? Are you a fucking moron, you fucking piece of shit? What the fuck's the matter with you, you fucking bitch? Just fucking, yeah. Just, just, just fucking coast into my lane. As slow as you can. You fucking whore. God damn. Fuck. I swear to God. I... Anybody who listens that probably thinks I'm making it up that the tr- that I get so angry at the traffic and this is this is only in Nashua and I get angry at traffic everywhere yes of course but on a daily basis there is something there are usually multiple stupid things that happen and it's on the same goddamn stretch of road and it's just like honestly I'm not saying that Nashua is entirely made up of morons because there are a lot of very smart and successful people who live here. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of fucking idiots in this town. And it is a is a startling, not just amount of idiots, but the level of stupidity. 
and it's just like, ugh, fucking yokels, man. God damn, dude. Fucking yokels. Local yokel. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Anyway, uh, yeah, Hamilton sucks. I, I it came out on Disney Plus a few years ago, and that uh, you know, they like you know they filmed the the play and then they put it on Disney Plus, and I we sat and we watched the beginning of we watched like half of it and then had to go you know we had stuff to do and we're like ah oh, we'll finish this later never went back and i asked the wife i'm like do you care about do you want to finish hamilton do you care no all right yeah me neither but it's just like in the 90s i remember every everybody rent rent oh my god rent 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 is the best oh my god rent is just amazing you can't even rent rent is coming rent is coming to to proctors oh my god it's rent 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 and uh and then we went and saw rent and it was fucking terrible i'm sitting there like what is this this sucks and like okay the plot like great it's it's you know you you all they got aids and um and then and they live in the apartment and they got AIDS and I okay I get it but like taking out the <laughs> taking out the the the, the plot the storyline um <laughs> they have a Biden is an idiot sign in their front lawn can you imagine being so like every you know isn't it kind of interesting that people are talking, uh, people will say like, oh, you got Trump derangement syndrome. Meanwhile, I, I haven't seen any, like, the only signs that you see are, you know, like, fuck brand, let's go Brandon, fuck Biden, uh, Biden's an idiot. This isn't a political statement. This is a get your fucking head out of your ass and get a fucking life, you fucking loser. If I did see a sign uh, that I, you know, like, uh, if somebody had like Obama plastered all over their car and they're fucking the side of their house, I would say you're a fucking loser. That's a bad example. Cause I didn't vote for him either, but like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, there aren't any politicians that I'm just like, Oh my God, I love them. Uh, because I'm, I, I like to think that I have a certain level of sanity that I don't fucking worship at the altar of some fucking dipshit politician, no matter who it is, Trump, Biden, the list goes on. I don't, I don't care if I see, if I see people with like Trump stuff on their car or in their yard or in their house, I just think like, Oh my God, what a fucking loser. And I would think every bit the same sentiment. If I saw somebody with a, you know, brand, uh, uh, Brandon <laughs> with like yeah, dark Brandon, or Biden, or what you know, anything. I don't care. Hillary, Cl- like, outside of the election season, when everybody has those stupid signs. Um, yeah, if if I, that's like that's fucking like you're fucked in the head. And so these guys just have like this little house, um, and it's and it's uh, and it's you know a nice little lawn. Actually, it's kind of funny because. They have a sign and it says Biden's an idiot and it's got this little like cartoon caricature of him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and it just says Biden is an idiot. But the funniest part about it, and they obviously somebody probably said something or, or they just noticed or whatever. 
I think a lot of people probably thought that they had a pro Biden sign in their yard because they had hedges that went up so high that it just all you could see was the word Biden. <laughs> so these dickhead morons, they just and they just chopped up like it was a it was a nice little hedge bush thing. Is that what it's called? Hedge bush? I think it's called a hedge bush. Anyway, they had these, you know, it was nicely, you know, well-maintained little hedges. And now it's completely gone because somebody probably told them like, oh, you guys, uh, oh, you guys are Biden supporters? Uh, what? <laughs> you get out of here with that talk. And, uh, and so they, so rather than just say, you know what? Maybe we're just like being childish. Maybe we maybe we should just like go out and live our lives and stop putting up signs about this politician and that politician. Maybe we shouldn't fucking maybe our whole identity shouldn't be defined by like a fucking fat orange guy, <laughs> fake businessman <laughs> who tried to destroy democracy. Maybe we shouldn't just maybe we should just like I don't know. Go to the movies. Spend time with our family. Maybe stop with all this fucking obsession over whatever. No, you know what? Let's just chop down all of these hedges and flowers and bushes and everything else so that the world can see our little sign that says Biden is an idiot. (laughs) Oh... And it's just, it's always, it makes me laugh because it's like the sign, just like people with these custom license plates, you know, uh, like my favorite old pal there with this BMW that says work for it, who I'm sure like, you know, he has to park at the end of the driveway in front of the house because his parents need to get out of their garage to go to work in the morning. (laughs) And he's got a fucking thing that says work for it. You see a you see a license plate like that, and you're like, well, it might as well say "fucking douchebag" on board, uh, because that's all I'm seeing when I see a fucking asshole, you know, preaching to me with via license plate. Oh my god, the the original Twitter custom vanity license plates and bumper stickers. Uh god damn. But uh, yeah, anytime I see there was a guy who his uh, his house was at this intersection. Who also had like a lush, you know, tr- wooded sort of property. His house is in a weird spot. It's just like it's just there. Clearly, this house was put there before, uh, you know, things just sort of blew up, population and whatever. Uh, 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 and 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 it's a, you know it's a, it's an okay house, but it's got it's got it had all these trees and it was just very lush. It was very nice. They fucking hacked up every single goddamn one. It's just a house. There's no shade. The trees are like way at the back of the backyard. And he overlooks an interse- a three-way intersection, which has got to be really fun. Um, and he just, it's just, he made a huge clearing for like his like trucks and stuff. Oh my God. And he had a, uh, I think it just straight up said, it was just a flag that straight up said, fuck Biden, I think. Or let's go, Brandon. It was one of those things. Um, I think I really think it's it just full on said fuck Joe Biden. 
Like, man, oh man, you talk about derangement. You talk about like living in someone's head rent free. I mean, really, honestly, whatever the thing says, uh, it, it, you know, it could say, uh, fuck George Lucas. I don't know why that name popped into my head, but, you know, fuck Hulk Hogan. The only person who should be allowed to have a fuck Hulk Hogan flag is the Iron Sheik. <laughs> fuck the jabroni Hulk Hogan. Um, anyways, uh, but like I see this sign and it says Biden's an idiot and it just, it fucking kill. It makes me just so happy because what they don't realize is their sign really says an idiot lives here. <laughs> A fucking moron with no life lives here and, uh, spends every waking minute thinking about how much he hates uh, a person that he never has and never will meet. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. I just think it's, the whole thing is crazy. And then the, 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 the people will be like, hey, uh, oh, well, you know, the Epstein stuff. They'll be like, well, well. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, what about Bill Clinton? I'm like, yeah, Bill Clinton's a fucking creep. And if he was on Epstein's Island fucking kids, underage kids, then fucking cut his dick off and send him away forever. That's the difference. <laughs> I'm not like so fucking uh, bound by this uh, imaginary fucking uh, whatever thing that I, 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 don't, I don't let like these old fucking white politicians define me in any way shape or form as is the case with pretty much every sane person that i've ever met which fortunately is most of the i would say like 99.999 percent of the people that i've associated uh with on a regular basis um uh but like yeah man um you get, you really do have to have like ment you have me- not you have mental problems if you have these things in your front yard where it's a- and it's it's also kind of ironic too because this is the group that would say like you know oh this is child abuse the masks take the masks off so we can see the kids smile think of the kids they're like oh the drag queens they're indoctrinating the kids that's horrible for the kid yeah okay yeah reading books about tolerance and the fact that people are different, oh yeah, that's crazy, fucking evil, uh, and and then and then meanwhile they've got like you know fuck Brandon or fuck whatever the fuck it says, Biden's an idiot, fuck Brand, fuck Joe Biden, let's go Brandon, all that shit, like oh, okay, oh your house must be the one that no kids ever walk past or ever look at, because like Mike, I didn't even notice this. We've been here for three months. I didn't even know that sign was there. My kids pointed it out to me a few days ago. And we're laughing at the fact that the bushes cover up the uh, is an idiot part of the sign. And it just says, but just you can, all you can see from the road is Biden. It's like, okay, they're Biden supporters. And then you think, well, that's weird because like nobody does that after the election. Like once the election's over, the sane people. And, you know, if you have a fucking, to me, I still think you're insane, even during election season, if you have, like, all those signs in your yard, like, what, what's that, what is that supposed to do? (laughs) I don't know, well, 
You know, honey, I, I'm just I'm just so on the fence over who to vote for. I, I think I'll go for a car ride and see who has the most signs. <laughs> uh, let's see, who should I vote for? I'm going to drive past this house. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's, that's that's a good idea. I should, I should vote. Uh, I should vote for Biden. Oh wait a minute, this next house though says Biden's an idiot. Oh geez, I'm really torn now. I don't know what I don't know which sign to believe. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you you know you kind of have to have like uh, some fucking weird shit going on to even you know unless you're like on that person's campaign or are that pro- in which case that would also be really weird too like if Biden himself had like <laughs> Biden signs in his front lawn <laughs> or any of these guys like uh, I don't know but uh, yeah so. <laughs> um, Oh boy, where was I? Where where did my mind go? I fucking can't keep a thought, can I? Just can't, just can't do it. Um, so it's it's still a little weird, even during the election season, when you see these yards that are just littered with fucking oh my god, just all these signs. But at least the majority of those people, uh, like within a day or two of the election, usually by within a week for sure, those signs are gone. They're in the trash they're in the basement the whatever and so what you're left with is like the real fucking lunatics we were up a couple months ago we were up in the mountains and doing the snowmobiling and all this stuff and uh (laughs) there was i i I had to drive to the little uh grocery store in town uh because there was a snowstorm and want to make sure we had uh, food and everything and I passed this house, and you, you can't even see the house. It's it's set back, you know, long driveway, all that stuff. At the end of like in on the like on his trees and on his fences is just you know like fuck Biden, let's go Brandon, a, an an actual picture of Donald Trump that says "Miss me yet?" And like. <laughs> Like, what, what kind of fucking maniac? Like, why would you want to have... Let's take everything away. Let's just strip it all. Like, we, you don't know anything about Biden. You don't know anything about Trump. You don't know anything about, you know, Hillary Clinton. Why, why would you want a giant picture of, like, some fucking ugly old guy, uh, like, on your property, why would you want, you know, ugly or not, why would you want a picture of an old man, an old man, like, anywhere on your on your property? I, I don't know. It's crazy, man. You, it's fucking, it really is, like, weird. But, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy uh, that I was talking about at this intersection who knocked down all of his trees so he could have room for all of his fucking trucks. Uh, yeah, had a couple, I think he had a couple of different, you know, Trump 2020 and 2020, whatever the fuck. And like, fuck Brandon or fuck whatever the thing says. And if he, excuse me, he'd be outside a lot and I'd be coming back from, uh, from the pharmacy or from whatever. And I would have to turn by that road and I, (laughs) I would like, I would roll down the windows and just write like, uh. Brandon's your president. Cry harder, pussy. <laughs> Cry harder, you fucking snowflake. You know, shit like that. Just if he was out in the lawn, I would just like I would roll down the window 
and uh, and just yell at this guy <laughs> just to be a fucking asshole. And uh, yeah, those flags are not there anymore. <laughs> oh man, I something tells me that he might have gotten tired of uh, of uh, hearing people <laughs> yell at their window <laughs> just to troll this poor little fucking simpleton. Um. Yeah, and by the way, I don't I don't do that at any other. There's no uh, like if I drive driving around and I see a fucking a political thing, a Trump thing or whatever on somebody's, I'm not gonna like roll down my window every time and be like, oh, um. But this guy just he was just right at the intersection, right like you know <laughs> where all can see, and he was outside quite a bit with his wife, and uh, and it just was nice to like you know. Cause I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see that shit. Not because of whatever I think about this one or that one. It's just those fucking things are so stupid looking and they're so ugly. Like, like Donald Trump is a fucking ugly person. Like he is a he is a hideous looking individual, and these people put his ugly fucking face onto these, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone's body from Rambo. And they give like put a bandit like it's that's fucking next level fucking cult bullshit, man. You guys are that's fucking creepy as shit, dude. It's just weird, you know. Like a grown man with a flag of like of a of a seventy something year old, almost eighty year old man with like you know superimposed on like a rippling sweaty man's like muscular body is like oh what are you talking and then it's like oh these drag queens indoctrinating the children the grooming the children like, what oh my god we live in the stupidest fucking timeline it's the stupidest country in the stupidest timeline <laughs> oh man anyways uh, a bit of a digression there i suppose uh, I got to wrap it up. I got groceries in the car and uh, I got fucking fucking meetings, man. Used to be Fridays didn't have any meetings and now and then one would pop up here and there. And now it's just like Fridays, there's there's now no day to catch up on the week and get ready for the next week. It's Friday used to be that day. Now it's like, OK, got meetings. <sighs> anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Hamilton? Why was I talking about Hamilton? Oh, Studio Studio 54. Is that what they're talking about? Times Square. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Avenue Q was what I was originally talking about. Listen, I, I think Rent and Hamilton are the two, without question, most overrated uh, productions of all time. I, I would say Cats, because Cats is just such a piece of shit. Um. I mean, pretty much everything Andrew Lloyd Webber, any of his musicals are just fucking trash in my in my book. Um, I I really don't like. There's there's really not much that he's done that I'm a big fan of. But Cats is like the worst. One of the worst things given to to mankind by another human being is this terrible, terrible thing called Cats. <laughs> <laughs> playing now at the Winter Garden Theater. <laughs> Call the box office or telecharge by phone. Anyway, um, 
So yeah, uh, Rent, Hamilton, big, big hype, big, big, big hype, and they're just, they stunk. Avenue Q, and look, I'm not like a huge, uh, you know, I don't, I don't sit around, I haven't listened to the soundtrack in, you know, 20, not 20 years, 15 years or whatever, the last time we saw it. Um, but it was funny, because it's got like, you know. Before, uh, you know, some of these, like, like Team America and some of these other things, that, that, that puppet movie with the puppet, like, jizzing all over the detective guy and Melissa McCarthy's in it and uh, Maya Rudolph, I think, is in it and it's got the puppet and he's, like, jizzing all over the desk or something. I don't know. Before all that shit, there was Avenue Q. And it was actual puppeteers who were, you know part of the Henson group and they were uh, part of, you know, puppeteers for Sesame street and all this stuff. And they, they did this play and it's puppets. It's very much like, it's a very R rated Sesame street. And it's a funny, it was a funny play. I remember watching. I was like, Oh, that's funny. And, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. And on that night I proposed to my wife, we saw Avenue Q and we went to the empire state building and we almost didn't because it was an ice storm. And I said, no, we are going. I have tickets for the observation deck. This <laughs> is like the first Tuesday in January. It was a Tuesday. It was like a, you know, but we worked retail. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is, the, this, is, this is our getaway. This is our holiday vacation. Because, of course, if you're in retail, Christmas is not a vacation. But January is uh, fucking paradise, man. Um, yeah, so we went to, uh, that was January 2005, January 5th, I believe. Anyway, but it was great. Cause like the Rockefeller, the tree was still up. So we got to go to see the tree. Uh, it still looked very Christmassy. Um, and we went and saw Avenue Q and in an ice storm, went to the top of the Empire State Building at like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, like three other people were up there, I think. And the tickets that I had purchased and printed out, uh, I had left in my suitcase back in the hotel room because I was so worried about the only thing that I cared about was like, okay, wedding, uh, the ring, the ring, the ring. (laughs) And just making sure that I didn't lose that ring, making sure that it was in the thing and then my, you know, and, uh, so so of course we get to the Empire State Building and I don't have my tickets and and the wife the girlfriend at the time of course it's like let's just go let's go back to the hotel like it's late it's a freezing it's raining and sleeting and it's ice it's crappy like we're not going to see anything anyways I said no we're here and I really want to go to the top of the Empire State Building all right all right and then we get in and uh oh I don't have the tickets so I had to pay I mean, nowadays it costs, you know, $100 million to buy a ticket to do anything in New York City. But even not so long ago, 15, 16 years ago, seven is, Jesus, 18 years ago now. Fuck. Um, I don't know. The tickets were like 20, 25 bucks a piece, something like that. So I was like, okay, well, although for me, 
fifty dollars was like five hundred million dollars back then because I didn't have I didn't have either. <laughs> so yeah, so I bought the tickets again, and uh, and then we got in the security line, which was not a very big line, and I kept setting off the the thing, and I kept going like okay, then my my watch my. F- flip phone, my wallet, I got a pen, here's a pen, pocket, whatever I had, I emptied out my pockets except for the ring. And the goddamn ring kept going off. And so, like, I walked over to the security guard and kind of, like, opened up my jacket and was like, uh, dude, I, this, this, I got a, you know, I got a thing here. And he goes, oh, okay, I gotcha. And he he took, he was able to take the ring and very uh stealthily uh give it back to me on the other side of the security checkpoint and uh yeah that so that was great thank you whoever you are oh my god I'm so tired anyway um and then we went up and yeah there was like no visibility at all <laughs> Once in a great while, a cloud would move out of the way. It's like, oh, there's Statue of Liberty, quickly. Ah, it's gone. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Statue of Liberty. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm confusing my time in the World Trade Center, uh, in the twin, whatever, whichever tower had the observation deck and the gift shop and all that stuff. Um, anyway. But you know what I mean. Look, there's a building. It's gone. Oh, look, there's a... It's gone. So anyway. Um, what does this have to do with anything? Oh, yeah. The Italian restaurants. The next day... So we proposed. It's great. We're married. I think you know the rest of the story. But... Uh, yeah. And it was, a, it was a nice time. It was nice, too, because there weren't many people up there. So it was really like... We got our we had our own sort of private empire state building observation deck, so that was nice. And I did the very traditional, you know, you got down on one knee and proposed and yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. And uh yeah, it was a it was a nice little time. <laughs> I successfully hailed my first cab that that uh, on that trip too. Because uh, all the previous trips had been with my parents. So, like, yeah, my, I let my dad hail a cab. I didn't really have to c- concern myself with those kind of things. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun trip. But my only point is, yeah, the next day we got up because uh, we stayed at that, um, that Hilton that's, like, right in Broadway, like, right in Times Square. Right in Times Square. It's, like, right by the – right by everything. Um it's the one that's pictured next to Dunder Mifflin in the office. Uh, so we st- so we got up the next day and we checked out and kind of I don't know dicked around a little bit and they're like, okay, you want to eat lunch? Where do we go? We're in Times Square. Let's just go to the Olive Garden. <laughs> and we were the only ones in that Olive Garden too because it was like a Wednesday. I think it was like ten in the morning. We we're just like ah. Eh. Let's just go get spaghetti. <laughs> um, but at least the night before, we went to a place, uh, and if I remember right, it was the, the name of the restaurant was called Pulio's Two, 
which I guess is the sequel. I guess restaurants can have sequels. Yeah, Pulio's 2. I don't know where Pulio's 1 is, but I know I knew where Pulio's 2 was and uh and it was great because it was again, it was a fucking Tuesday night. Shit weather. Nobody's out, nobody's doing anything, and we had this nice little Italian restaurant uh right in broad, you know, right in the theater district and uh we had unbelievably good food. Uh, it was just so good. And so yeah, so so okay. The next day we ate at fucking Olive Garden, but at least the night before we had uh, we had dinner at Pulio's too, <laughs> and it was delicious. And we had we were in this back room, and it was just us and like one other guy that I'm pretty sure like you know all I do is watch TV and movies. And this is 2005, so you know what the big show back then was: The Sopranos. And there's like two two guys in suits in the back of the room and us and that was it and i i i was like oh my god i th- i think those are like mafia guys i'm pretty sure and it turned out it was just the uh it was just the 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 <laughs> it was like the manager of the restaurant and the owner <laughs> cuz then they had like all this paperwork and then they were like yeah so it wasn't wasn't all that exciting but we had the we had this whole room to ourselves it was unbelievable I don't know, so it was like a private, th- and I almost thought, like, maybe, maybe should I get down on my knees and propose now, oh, but I, but I have a plan, it's the Empire State Building, I want to get the Empire State Building, so, so that's, that's, it all worked out, uh, so yeah, so I've eaten twice at the Olive Garden in Times Square, I guess is my original point, and, uh, and of course I would never, ever, ever do that, ever again in a million years, um, but it it really just i don't know man it's like you go to, it's it's just you look around and times square doesn't look that much different from an any exit off i95 from virginia to florida you know what i mean it's like ah oh, cvs walgreens ruby tuesday tgi fridays Olive Garden, <laughs> uh, McDonald's, fucking candy stores, M and M's, M and M store. So if you want, you can go pay uh, ten times the amount that you would pay for M and M's right across the street at CVS. They have the same M and M's at CVS and Walgreens across the street, pretty much. You can you can you can walk to the other side of the road and buy M and M's for hundreds of dollars less. <laughs> Or you can go to the M&M store and get the exact same M&M. But can you go to CVS and get every color of the rainbow of M&M's? Can you get a, a whole bag that's just Halloween-themed black and orange peanut M&M's? No. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what what was where. How did this any of this all start? Olive Guards? I don't even know. Ruby Tuesday. I'm trying to retrace my my steps here of how this all came to be. This conversation. I don't even remember. I don't fucking remember. I was pulling out of the goddamn car wash. What was I talking about? But it led to fucking shitting on Hamilton and Rent. Apologies to the Rent and Hamilton fans out there. You should still just enjoy what you enjoy. Don't listen to what I have. Who cares what I have to say? But still, I hate both of those both of those shows. Um. 
And I, and I, yeah, I don't know. Why, why was I tired? What does Times Square, it started with, uh, who knows? I don't, I, I am, it's, it's somewhat maddening to like, uh, this, this podcast has more than anything else. It's just been a documentation of, uh, of my mind slipping away in real time. That's all it is. It's, it's just a record of like the very earliest stages of my dementia that is ultimately going to consume me. Uh, anyway, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just killing me. Uh, Studio 54, that's what it was. Because I was listening to Studio 54 radio on Sirius XM. I took the kids to school this morning and they, I flipped past Studio 54 radio and they had, uh, uh, it was this song, um, Native, some, I can't remember what it was called, but it was Divine. You know, the drag queen Divine. I didn't know that she had a song. I guess that, I guess that was the thing back in the day, like back in the, is <laughs> like all the 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 most popular drag queens of the day had their own singles you know you had RuPaul with the cover work come go you know and all that shit um and then evidently divine had a, a song as well and it's it is horrendous but it's so funny because like divine has no singing voice whatsoever and so it's really she's just like yelling like native I don't I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so I was telling the kids about Studio 54. I was like, yeah, it was a place in New York City. It was like the most famous club at the time and in the 70s and 80s uh as where you know everybody went to dance to boogie on down to, to disco music and uh, and just you know do a ton of coke and um yeah, and there's a movie about it, and there's a radio station about it, and it wasn't around for very long, and it has obviously made quite the impression. That's where that all started. Whew, okay. Ah, yeah, okay. Mine's not totally gone. I could I could think back to 40 minutes ago, so that's good. All right, I do have to go. Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got meetings. I got uh, meetings that are going to go until... I mean, it's not too bad, I guess, if I'm looking at the old calendar here. Uh, but, yeah, it's back to back to back to back to back until noon. Oh, man. That's a bummer. I got shit to do, man. Uh, a couple things. <clears throat> I have once again started playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> As I do every uh, year and a half or so. It used to be, because what it was, Switch came out in 2017... And I got it. That's when I got the Switch. It was the summer of 2017. They had one at Best Buy. I couldn't believe it. I was thrilled. And uh, I feel like it came with Breath of the Wild. Is that, is that true? Well, yeah. I, th- I think, well, the one, uh, you know, the bundle that I got at Best Buy it had, it came with Breath of the Wild, which is a pretty, it's a pretty fucking good, uh, good launch title. And I've I've been I've always been kind of critical of Breath of the Wild because I do I hate that the weapons break I fucking hate that like okay like let me let me toggle that feature on and off in my case off because it's just like the problem I have with it is like okay I get it that adds a an extra element 
uh, of difficulty to the game and a challenge that that doesn't exist in other games um or most other games and uh but the problem that I have is that there's so many of those puzzles that require using your weapons to hit something. And it's like you could – when I first started playing, I, I broke like – I don't even know how – before I had like the bombs and all that shit, I broke like all these – I was just breaking my weapons trying to solve puzzles. And it fucking annoyed the shit out of me. But I uh, I picked it up because the new Zelda game is out. And I, I do kind of – I keep seeing all these videos of people making fucking giant bridges and flying all this crap. And I don't know if it looks like something that I'm – think is neat but I, I want to see for myself i want to make that the de- determination for myself so i picked it up picked up breath of the wild the other day for the first time december of 2021 was the last time i played that game and this game came out in 2017 <laughs> i played it a bunch when i first got it and then i came and then i stopped and i came back to i'm not a zelda guy uh uh uh, Link to the Past, uh, you know, the NES games, the the original Zelda title, I played a ton of that on NES. Uh, the side-scrolling one, not so much. Didn't love that one. And then uh, Link to the Past on Super Nintendo, I couldn't play it enough. I played the shit out of that game. Traversed every inch of it, picked up, you know, oh, just loved, 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 loved that game. Um, and then the next ones, the next titles are like Ocarina of Time on N64. and Everybody loves that one. I hate that game. I just thought it sucked. I didn't like the controls. I didn't, I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of good things to say about N64. Uh, you know, that, which is, which is, I think that's the thing that separates Gen X from the millennials is you'll hear the millennials. They just love N64. Uh, and I remember being 16, 17 years old. And you know we would we would joke. Nate and I would call it N sixty sucks, <laughs> which when you think about it, I think N sixty four probably make. But whatever. Uh, I still I I've, I've never got into that Mario game. A lot of people put that as like the best game ever made. I think it's like the most overrated game. Uh, and the Donkey Kong game that, that sucks. Like, there's a handful of games. That I loved on that system. I loved the wrestling games. Uh, no Mercy, WCW. Those were just, I, uh, oh my God. I loved those games. Those were like, yeah, to me, like for me, that was the first, the first good wrestling games that had come out since Super Nintendo. And, uh, oh, sorry, kitty cat. He's sleeping. I don't want to wake him from his slumber. Uh, anyway, I, I've just never been a, a big Zelda guy, but then I saw this Breath of the Wild when the Switch came out. Oh man, that, that looks, that looks pretty good. And, uh, and I have played a lot of it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's never like, this is the most that I've played a Zelda game since Super Nintendo and a link to the past on Super Nintendo. I just played nonstop all the time. I just remember like, oh my God, endless, endless, endless. And uh, Breath of the Wild, I played a bunch of it, and then I left it, and then I would come back to it pretty much once a year. I would get every, like, late May, early June, and here we are in May, 
I guess it's late. It's, it's like the nineteenth. I guess that's late May. It's it's mid to late May. Um. By the way, we're rapidly approaching the what is this fourth four year anniversary of the debut of the Birthday Boy podcast, which means we're about to head into season five. Wow, that's that's weird, weird, wild stuff. Anyway, um, Zelda, yeah. I just I could never get into and and you know listen the other thing too is like Zelda the, these kind of games that require you to really just sit down you can't just jump in for 10 minutes even for an hour like this is these games are really like you have to have the free time and that's the free time is not something that I have had in a long time I don't know. Well, let's see. We became parents in 2009. So, yeah, some, somewhere around there was the last. Like, if these games came out prior to that, yeah, I would have. You know, the wife was at work in the evenings and on weekends. Like, pretty much we had opposite schedules. So I would just sit and play video games and drink wine. <laughs> and that was it. I would light candles and I would put on Christmas lights all year round and sit in a nice, cozy little room with my wine, and I'd play, uh, yeah, I'd play video games nonstop. Played the shit out of Mass Effect, Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, like, all of them. Yeah. Anyway. um, And I don't, you know, that's not an amount of time. Even, Even, no matter how hard I try to sort of, like, not cheat the system, but, like, the, everything's portable now. Like between the Steam Deck and the Switch, you can you can get any game you want, you know. Or if you want a gaming laptop or what, there's ways to like. And that was supposed to be like, oh, Nintendo Switch, this is great. I'm gonna play Nintendo Switch when I'm sitting on the train, when I'm sitting on the bus, when I'm spending all those hours just sitting there commuting to and from work. I'm gonna play video games, and I did for a little tiny bit. Um, but I also, like, I would just get on the bus or get on the train and just be so tired that I just, I just would pass right out. Or there would be so many people packed in there that I just didn't want to bother. Um, so, you know, no matter what, like, it's just, I'm an adult, kids, I still play a decent amount of video games. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised at how much time I still am able to get for video games. But uh, it's not much. <laughs> Any amount of time that I get for video games is shocking to me. Um, but uh, yeah, the the new one came out and that's uh, looks really good. And I, so I want to finish the the last one, <laughs> and so I'm trying very hard to just like stick with it instead of I don't want to put it away for another year and then come back and then like you know by the time I get to the second Zelda game, we're gonna be on like the ninth Zelda game. So, yeah, so yesterday I was pretty proud of myself. I, I did, uh, I actually ended work at like a regular time. I can't, I, I can't believe it myself. Um, and I played, yeah, I played some Zelda. It was a beautiful day. Would have been a great day to go for a walk <laughs> or do something outside. And so I opened the windows and uh, I brought the outside into me and I, play, <laughs> I played Zelda. Uh, yeah, 
and I and and now I only have one. I only have one more divine beast left to go up on the up on the big volcano mountain deal. Uh, I beat the. I guess the water guy was the first one that I beat, and then the desert guy, which is supposedly the hardest one, and that was a motherfucker to beat that guy. That was a bitch. So I'm hoping that it was because I went and I beat the the sky one last night. I don't know any of these names. I will never know any names of any. I know I know Zelda. I know Link. I know Ganon, and that's it. Um, so, so I've got one more to go and it has only taken me, uh, six years, (laughs) six years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and meanwhile, like talking to one of my kids, friends, uh, a couple years ago and he was like, oh yeah, I love that game. And he's like, yeah, I I beat it in a week. I just was I'm like in a week, but yeah, cause that's when you're a kid. You can beat games in a week. I remember when I was a kid, I had that kind of time and would just like in a weekend. I mean, hell, even during the pandemic, I sat down and I replayed Castlevania Symphony of the Night, um, which is just still uh, always, always and forever one of the best games ever made. Just an insanely awesome game. And uh, yeah, I just... I. I played it all day on a Saturday and all day on a Sunday. And it was the midnight on Sunday, I went to bed like, all right, I just beat the whole thing. I beat, I, and I got even a higher percentage of completion than when I was a kid, when I was in high school and played this game nonstop and beat it. And, uh, and it took me a couple months to beat the game in high school. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so I beat the bird uh, divine beast last night. And I was very pleased with myself because I got all the way to the very end, and I had you have to you have to switch off five things. Let's just say that there's like five terminals that you have to get to uh, in order to power the main terminal thing. I don't know. So you're going around, and it's actually like I'm I'm I was like, all right, I better get the I better get the iPad out so I can have like you know watch a video walkthrough because I'm sure I'm gonna get stuck. Man, I blew through that thing in no time. I was like. I was like, damn, it's not, it can't be that I've gotten smarter. It's just like these puzzles are really easy. I don't know. Cause I was just, I blew through it. And then I got to the end and there's the very last one that you, you have to kind of glide over to get to it. And then you do. And it's like, okay, how do I get back? What am I supposed to do? Um, how do I, how do I get back to the, like, cause it's, it's kind of out here. And if I glide back to the main, area i'm gonna just fall to my death and then i and then i paused it and i realized oh my god there's a whole thing where you can tilt this flying beast this flying mechanical bird beast this giant thing you can tip them uh, left or right and it's like oh my god and i realized those puzzles were so easy as they were and they were intended to be even easier with the mechanic of tipping the giant bird, which I hadn't done until I absolutely needed to at the very end. And so I was pretty proud of myself. And then I got the boss, and I thought he was pretty easy. You just fire a bunch of arrows at him, and it just takes some time. You just have to you know, run and dodge the things he's shooting at you. And then you get him. I was like, okay, well, that was easy. And then, and then it was like, okay, on to the next one. And then I just said, I don't want to play this anymore. 
<laughs> so we'll see. I hope that I can stick with it and get it, get it, get through the the, the rest of what needs to be done. Anyway, uh, Malvum is a movie that we just watched the other day that I highly recommend. It's so bad, but it's so good. And it's one of those movies where it doesn't just, it's a horror movie. And it's, uh, it's a girl who spends, a, it's this decommissioned um, police station. And it's the final night of its existence before they completely, you know, before it's completely closed. And she's, it's, it's her first day on the job. And so she spends the night in this police station. And this is a remake of a 2014 movie by the same director, which we watched last night called Night Shift or First Night or First first Shift, Last Shift. I don't even remember. Uh, don't bother with it. I mean, that's fine, but the new the Malvum is the good one. Um, I think he just remade it so he could do it the way that he really wanted to do it, I guess. Um and uh and oh my god it's so great because you just think okay it's gonna be like all the others jump scares you know uh a little uh, you know a book falls on the floor a door slams shut there's sounds coming from you know all the usual shit and they have that and you're just kind of going along thinking like yeah yeah it's you know this is good more of the same but it's fine it's good and i'm watching it too and i'm just like this is so it's like watching it's like if if you took everybody's auditions for this movie and just made it in the movie because the acting is just it's not that it's bad it's just at no point was I not fully aware that I was watching actors act I'll put it that way you know um <laughs> and so uh but but who cares cuz it was just it was really uh it, you know, it had it had the scares, and then the thing that I love is so many of these movies you never actually see the thing, right? It's always just like either either you don't see it, or the the monster, or the ghost, or the ghoul, or whatever it is possesses one of the people. Like we just watched uh, the new uh, uh, the Living Dead thing that just came out on video. And it was fucking great. It's scary. It's creepy. But the the mom, you know, the, the, the evil dead thing takes over the mom, as you've seen probably from the trailer. And, uh, yeah, you know, you've seen where she crawls out of the bathtub and they're like, Mom, Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> anyway, it was great. But there's never you never see you know like ghoulish cre- it's just the the creature is it has possessed the, has killed the mother and has now taken over her body and the evil takes over you know that kind of thing. This movie is you get to the it, it just there's like ghouls and you see them and it's like holy shit it, it like monster kind of it's like ah that's what I've been waiting to just actually see the evil entities that are haunting the police station i loved it i loved it i liked the i liked the original that we watched last night but two nights ago wednesday night we watched malvum and i i just ah, i fucking loved it i loved it uh there's a lot of good horror movies lately i've i feel like and lately is in like the last i don't know whatever year two years whatever it is like 
any of those Mia Goth movies like X. X was fantastic. Pearl was very different from X, but still really good. Um, and then Infinity Pool, I loved. Barbarian, I loved. Uh, yeah, the, the new the Evil Dead, I loved. Malvum, <laughs> or Malcolm, as my wife called it, because we couldn't remember the name of them. She's like, what is this called? Malcolm? <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's, uh, yeah, those are on my highly recommend. And the Super Mario Brothers movie came out on, uh, on digital, and so I'm, I'm thrilled. I absolutely, I'm just like, there's like good movies, like movies are kind of back, you know, you know, like, okay, during the pandemic, we still had movies, but there was a lot of crap. And, and now it's like, yeah, you got Top Gun. It feels like old times, you know, Indiana Jones is coming out, uh, soon. And, and, and these horror movies are good. The Super Mario Brothers movie is better than like any Disney cartoon ever made. I'm not even exaggerating. That's I will I will watch Super Mario Brothers movie over any any Pixar any Disney thing. It's just fabulous and uh, yeah, exciting stuff. All right, I really now I do have to go and uh, happy Friday and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.